There you go. two west coast gals hoping to connect with our audience to discuss everything matcha our favorite sneaky snacks mental health self-love and body positivity <laughs> hello how are you hi i'm good what you up to how was your weekend oh you know oh you know just chilling but uh actually no you adopted the minnesota accent minnesota. <laughs> i know we're ready yeah if you haven't heard last episode with sophia stewart check that out it was super fun yeah Mm -hmm. i'm okay i'm so tired yesterday i had one of my besties wedding and i woke up at six and we were doing wedding stuff until around seven and Mm -hmm. we were like an hour away from my place in vancouver for the wedding so i drove to my parents office actually just because it was a midway point because i had to go to the bathroom i had to pee so bad i was like well because we were trying to drink all this water so i'm like still trying to drink water at this wedding and then like i don't have as good access to a washroom so i'm like okay i have to pee i'm not gonna make it an hour home so i stopped at my parents office and my mom has like a sofa in her office like i guess it's a futon because it like folds out to be a flat Mm -hmm. bed put it pulled out the bed and i had a nap for like 15 minutes oh wow yeah so you had a busy busy weekend i've had a very busy time and then today (laughs) i took off but like so much shit went down at work that i had to like still work this morning which was really annoying but I will Ew. bank that time and take some time off, maybe this Friday to get off early or something. But how are you? How am I? Well, mm-hmm. how's I'm your challenge okay. going? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm on day 10, guys. Day 10 of 75, still going strong. Really wanted to give up yesterday, but I didn't. I didn't. I kept going. And then I woke up this morning and I was really grumpy because I didn't eat. And that was my fault. So today has been a heavy one on us especially for Mira, who lovingly informed me about everything going on, which is just ridiculous how hidden this is sometimes. But I'm really glad that she introduced me to it because I knew about it, but I didn't know how bad it was. But yeah, we just want to address this. So Mira, did you want to fill everyone in? Yeah. So if you guys haven't been watching the news or if you haven't seen a lot of things being posted on social media as of late um there's a lot of very sad things happening in the world um afghanistan there was a school that just got bombed and a bunch of children just died and um in palestine there's a lot of violence going on that's been administered by the israeli government so just all in all very sad to see people go through pain and a lot of the people that are affected are innocent children Mm-hmm. And to me, it just is very much difficult to just see and deal with every single day. And like, for those who don't know, my job is also deals with a lot of current events. And I see a lot of the news all the time, every day. So it's just my days are consumed by current events. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot to deal with. Um, but to do our part, we have been posting 
a lot of infographs and fundraisers that you guys can contribute to, um, resources if you guys want to research more and just know about what's going on in the world. Um, my advice to anyone who's listening is just, you know, do your part, do what you can, stay educated, you know, don't just, you know, like, don't just repost something without doing the research, definitely mm-hmm. look into it, like have your own personal view on the situation. But um, yeah, they need our help. So do whatever you can to help, please. That would be much appreciated. But we will have a little highlight in our Instagram page at Matcha Monday's podcast. Um, and that should have all of the details and links as to where you can donate and where mm-hmm. those donations are going to be going to. Yeah. Yeah. But just to go along with our topic, our check-in question today is what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Oh, boy. Um, are we talking like healthy? Just or anything. Unhealthy? Anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. Sushi. Yes. Hands down. You know this. I you do. know this. Mm-hmm. Sushi all day, every day. Yes. <laughs> what about you? Um, I would say Korean food. I really like Korean stews. Mm-hmm. So today's topic is all about eating for your mental health. So a whole part of uh, our theme for this month is uh, managing your mental health because it's Mental Health Awareness Month and we want to help you mm-hmm. with your mental health as much as we can. So this is actually all information that I pulled from work. So we worked with mm-hmm. um dietitians from UBC, the university here. And all of this mm-hmm. is approved by dietitians, like their professors, everything. And we're actually starting to integrate this at my job. So this is all legit. So before we jump right into this topic, I'm just going to do a quick little definition for y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to define eating behaviors. So we're going to be talking about this a lot. So it's just kind of a good idea to have a grasp on it. So mm-hmm. essentially, Eating behaviors um, is a broad term that encompasses food choice and motives, feeding practices, dieting, and eating-related problems such as obesity, eating disorders, and feeding disorders. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, would you like to tell us more? Sure. My lovely dear. I would love to. Okay, so we're pulling from Canada's food guide because I think it's the best Mm -hmm. food guide. It's better than the American one. No offense. But also you're Canadian too. So we're doing Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. People need to know this. We're both Canadian. Yeah. She's Canadian. She just lives in the US. So yeah. So Canada's food guide was recently released two years ago. So in 2019 and not really much has changed since then in the nutrition world. So it introduces Mm -hmm. a new plate model. So if you can visualize your plate Half of the plate should be veggies, a quarter of the plate should be grains, and the other quarter should be protein of some sort. A lot of what was removed was about food groups. So you might remember like the triangle. We used to have the food pyramid. Exactly. Yeah, we have the food pyramid. Yeah, so that's gone. And serving sizes is also what's been modified it because a lot of people say like you're supposed to eat a certain amount of like your fist size which yeah, that doesn't that. yeah that does not make sense so they're saying like if you have your plate it's not so much like it because it depends how big your plate is too right so it's not so much mm-hmm. about portions it's about getting the proper amount of nutrients for you so it's probably like a ratio right yeah ratio exactly based. it's a ratio based so um 
a huge thing that has been introduced with this new food guide is recommendations of how to eat, not just what to eat. So that's really what we're going to be talking about. It's largely based on eating habits and behaviors. They include more plant-based foods into the recommendations, but a huge important note with this food guide is that it's only a recommendation. So it can be adjusted Mm -hmm. based off of what you personally need. Yeah. And your like body type, your height, mm-hmm. weight, all of that. Exactly. And I, I, I assume that most of this data is just pulled from like an average. Average healthy person. Population, yeah. Right? So no one who like, you know, if you're you're diabetic or you're suffering with other health concerns or conditions, your diet's going to look very different from this. Well, not super different, but it's going to be different from the average population. So um, some of the new recommendations on this version is to be more mindful about your eating habits, which will go over cooking your own meals more often. Um, Another recommendation is to actually enjoy your food. So actually sitting and being mindful while you're eating, which we'll go over. And a huge thing too, which is a large social factor, is actually eating with others. Because I know when I was growing up, like, I always ate with my family, but we didn't eat, like, at the dinner table. And I always thought it was really weird when families ate at dinner tables. But we kind of just ate around the TV or on special occasions we'd eat at the dinner table. But what this recommendation is saying is, like, doesn't have to be with your family, but just actually sitting and having a proper meal at a dinner table without the distraction of anything else, like, with phones or your TV and just being more mindful while you're eating. So one of the things that we wanted to discuss is the concept of mindful eating. So mindful eating is a really helpful and useful tool when it comes to intuitively eating. So in simpler terms, it's just, you know, really thinking about what you're putting into your body Mm -hmm. and really considering the benefits and the pros and cons, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're not saying to get super obsessive because again, if you have difficulties with eating disorders or just the concept of eating, then right now your focus should really just be taking care of yourself. Essentially, there are five tips when it comes to mindful eating. So one is being present and not distracted while eating. So, you know, really paying attention to just the concept of chewing, swallowing, eating what's on your plate, you know, Mm -hmm. focusing on what you are consuming. Another tip is to eat slowly. So don't rush, you know, I actually love that tip. Because when I eat, I really like to savor and appreciate what I'm putting into my mm-hmm. body. Because I just like in my head, I'm just envisioning that this food is going to make me feel better and do mm. positive things for my body. So I actually really like the whole concept of just being mindful while you're eating. Um, I'm such a slow eater. The third too. tip, <laughs> who me or you? I am. I'm like the slowest oh. eater. It takes me forever. <laughs> we'll, we'll do great when we hang out I know. and eat. Because we'll just be like. Because we also talk so much. Pretty sure when you and I, I know, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure when you and I went to that cafe, we talked for so long that our lattes took forever to be finished. Like we took forever to drink those. It did. I miss that place, dude. Sweet moment NYC. But the third tip is to identify hunger cues and to respect your body. So, you know, if you're hungry, for the love of God, eat. Eat. Do not (laughs) starve yourself. Go get food go Mm -hmm. put something into your body obviously it's good to identify if maybe it's water that your body is craving because I do have that issue a lot a lot of times I feel hungry when it's truly just me being thirsty Mm -hmm. so be mindful of that because your body can play tricks on you sometimes yeah 
So if you know, you don't drink a lot of water and I have that issue, which is why this challenge is great because it forces me to drink water. Mm -hmm. I think it was honestly my body just telling me, hey, I want water. I'm thirsty. Like, give me some water. Yeah. So definitely understand the cues that your body's trying to tell you, whether you're hungry or thirsty, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of concept. Also, kind of going off of the eating slowly and being present while you're eating, but really appreciate the food. And I kind of touched on that. But when I eat, I really like to be thankful for what I have on my plate. Because remember, Mm -hmm. not a lot of people get to experience the whole comfort of just having food on your plate, Mm -hmm. let alone too much food. Yeah. You know? And then last but not least sit at a real table when you eat so don't do what I do I always eat at my office desk don't do that (laughs) yeah I find like my husband and I eat at the table way more often than my family and I ever Mm -hmm. did because like I actually really enjoy sitting at tables to eat mainly and Mira knows this and she hates this I'm a messy eater oh yeah I know you are (laughs) and like it's it's so gross and I like honestly if you're looking at me you're not like oh my god what is she doing like I'm not like devouring or being obnoxious and I don't chew with my mouth open I hate like I have such bad pet peeves about that stuff while you're eating like I can't hear people chew or breathe while they eat and I don't understand how people can put food in their mouth and then drink and have like water or something in their mouth with the food I know I hate it I can't do it so the fact that I am a messy eater is so weird, but I think it's because my mom is. We, my husband always thinks that he should get my mom and I bibs. The the issue with you, okay, it's yeah. just, you know what you need, my love? You just a need a bib. Yes. I'm to going get to get you a custom made bib. It's going to say messy ass eater. <laughs> it's just going to so be for down. you. I'm so down. I like that shit. So, like to tell us about intuitively eating? Yes. So intuitive eating, as Mira said. So mindfulness is a tool within intuitive eating. So it is a helpful strategy to incorporate healthy eating and lifestyle behaviors. Mindful eating is a part of intuitive eating, but intuitive eating is made up of 10 principles. So we did the five important things, but there's 10 for intuitive eating. So the Take first one, notes. yeah, the first one, which is what we're really passionate about is rejecting diet mentality. So diet mentality, diet culture, we're so not about that. So throw that out the window. We're not talking about diet. Honoring your hunger, which is a huge part of mindfulness. So when you are hungry, eat, please. Eat. So making peace with your food. So that can be a really huge thing. And if you do struggle with like an eating disorder, that is really hard to do. Just making peace with Mm -hmm. your food and knowing like it's going to make you possibly gain weight, but it also is going to fuel your body. So instead of thinking about... sustain you. Exactly. So instead of thinking about your food in terms of calories or anything like that, I know if I eat this and I don't work out this much in and out, like that doesn't really work. But um, Mm -hmm. don't think of it like that. Think of it as fuel for your body and celebrating your body by giving it the fuel it needs so making peace with your food is a huge part of intuitive eating challenging that yeah challenging the food police so that's kind of like people who say certain things are bad for you like carbs are not bad for you it's just as mira said earlier in this episode everything in moderation if you want to eat the cake or the treat that's okay so challenging that food police and just Everything in moderation and whatever works for you and your diet, not a diet, but just 
what you eat. Go with whatever that feels for you. Also respecting your fullness. I actually struggle with this a lot and I actually have noticed this lately that at night Mm. if I am not full like full full I'll start drinking things like I'll start drinking like teas or hot chocolate or something until I'm like uncomfortably full and I don't know why I do that I remember I used to do that a lot when I lived at home and I found myself doing that a lot lately which it's fine because it's just liquid but I'm making myself uncomfortably full at night so respecting your fullness the way you're just like you know what I am full I don't need to make myself uncomfortably full I'm good within that it's discovering satisfaction so you don't need to eat till you're uncomfortable you need to eat until you're satisfied so until you feel like I have had enough food and I feel like I have enough energy to sustain myself that's how you really should be thinking about it and like yeah the next one is honoring your feelings so honoring how you feel about your food and how you're feeling while you're eating is also really important Uh, respecting your body getting active which you don't want to be overactive you don't want to like get into that mindset where you feel like if you eat this you have to run for this long but definitely like just for your mental health doing something active we always say like 30 minutes of something like some mindful movement a day movement is more than Mm -hmm. enough so yeah and honoring your health so for me i need to eat more because i'm hypoglycemic and for my health i need to eat more of certain things and i'm going to do that because that is the most important so intuitive yeah, eating, like taking your iron pills i have been thank you sassy lady um so hey. intuitive eating incorporates healthy lifestyle habits as well as eating principles but the how of eating it comes from the what of eating focus on what to add to your meals and less on what to take away from your meal so that's a huge thing too so some reasons why being mindful and intuitive about what you're consuming it really lets you connect with your food you know you have a more of an appreciation for what you're consuming you can really enjoy the flavors an exercise i would encourage you guys to do is make something you know, when you're listening to this podcast, after you're done, go make a snack or grab an apple, whatever you have, and just sit for 10 minutes and just eat and just don't think about anything except mm-hmm. for what you're eating. Like focus on the texture, the flavor, the scent. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of that one grounding exercise where you think of the five senses. Mm-hmm. So honestly, when you eat this food, just think of your five senses and then see how you feel after. See if you feel like more of a appreciation and connection with just what you're putting into your body Mm -hmm. and that also kind of goes into the second reasoning as to why it's important it's just because you have more of a connection as to you know where your food comes from how it was made the journey of where it came from to your plate you know and then just like also again we are so freaking lucky to be able to eat food and cook Mm -hmm. food and just have an abundance of things to eat because again like there's so many people out there who don't have these opportunities you know so being very appreciative of your food will just make you more mindful of what you're consuming totally sure and by being more present um it'll calm you down it'll reduce your anxiety slows down your mind and body another important tip my lovely matcha babies is that being more present and mindful of what you're eating also will either help you eat more or less depending on your situation but for me specifically when i'm sitting down with a friend i do find myself eating not as much as maybe i would want to but i also eat with my eyes so like Mm. 
when I see a bunch of food, like I want to order everything, I want to eat everything. And then I know for a fact, I'm not going to eat a lot. And my friends are really good about that, like where they don't over order. So when I go and eat with them, I actually am just more conscious of what I'm ordering and more conscious about is this food going to be enough for me? And usually it is actually having like that social situation does help. And it actually, it can even improve your appetite. Sometimes when you're with a friend, you might not think you're hungry but then once you see the food you're like oh wait I am hungry Mm -hmm. after all and then you eat so Mm -hmm. and then lastly make meal time this is just a suggestion um if you don't want to do the friend option you can make meal time just time for you so time to relax take a break you could watch a movie just spend time with yourself really and that will be more grounding just because you're alone and you have to be comfortable in your own space with yourself Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we're going to go over types of hunger. So there are two types of hunger, which are different. There's physical hunger, which I'm going to go over now. And then there's emotional hunger, which Mira will go over with you. Um, so physical hunger is your body's way of telling you that you need to eat, plain and simple. So there are physical mm-hmm. cues that we would feel like in our stomachs. You could There's auditory cues, which I always found that my stomach would growl during ballet exams. And then the examiner would frown at me and dock me marks because of my stomach growling. But we'll go over that. So insane. And we'll go over that PTSD at another time. So usually it comes on hours after your meal. So after you've eaten and you're satisfied and everything's good, it's time to eat again soon. So it'll come on after the meal. The intensity, I think we've all experienced this, but we're going to go over it anyways, will increase gradually as longer and longer you wait to eat. Eating then would lead to satisfaction. So all those cues will go away because you've eaten. So all those are gone. There is a hunger scale can be helpful to recognize your physical hunger. So how do you recognize physical hunger? We've gone over growling stomachs. You might feel lightheaded, dizzy, or have a headache, which is what happens to me quite frequently. I won't really know I'm hungry, but because of my hypoglycemia, I will get really dizzy, really lightheaded. I'll get really bad headaches and I'm like, oh shit, we're hungry. But I also get headaches when I socialize too much. So it's kind of hard to tell, but I find if I keep myself consistent throughout the day and like, snack when I'm supposed to and like just keep drinking water I think it usually helps there's hangry which mm-hmm. is like Mira <laughs> that happens to me all oh, oh my I know. god I get so hangry. literally Mira and my I... ex used to joke my ex used to joke with me and we would say that from 12 to 3 was my grumpy hour like I would have grumpy hour Mm -hmm. because of how hangry I would get so I would just become you know how I am like I'm very happy bubbly whatever but oh my god when I'm hangry I am such a bitch I'm so mean you and I when we're hungry would be so useless and awful because I'd be like passing out and you would be such a bitch (laughs) oh yeah I would be like I don't want to be here anymore the next way to recognize you're feeling hungry is just literally feeling your stomach is empty or that you're not able to concentrate as well as you usually can physical hunger I think we all kind of know that but I just wanted to we want to go over Mm -hmm. it so you could distinguish the difference between the two yeah because emotional hunger is a little bit different emotional hunger can happen anytime anywhere and it comes on very suddenly so you might not even see it coming to be completely honest it just hits you out of nowhere whereas physical hunger it's based on your body your body times it or it knows 
has triggers. It knows when it's to cute. tell yeah. you, hey, I'm hungry. Emotions are very back and forth, up and down. You know, it's very hard to control, especially if you have mental illness or lack of a certain neurotransmitter. Another thing that can happen with emotional hunger is that it can happen even when you're full or even when you are consistently eating, you might still feel like you need to eat or not eat. And this can eventually lead to guilt and shame. And I wanted to actually talk about this a little more because I used to struggle and I still do struggle occasionally Mm -hmm. with emotional eating. When I get really, really, really sad or very anxious, my comfort for years, like when I was a kid was eating. Mm-hmm. because for me eating was the only thing that was there to console me when I was sad like for me it would be like something sweet like I always love like sweet or fatty foods mm-hmm. um but that would just like give me that boost of serotonin that I didn't have at the time or that dopamine rush and I was like yes like this is what I feel so much better and right after I would feel so awful and guilty because I was like damn like why did I eat all of this I didn't have to but It is important to note, like, it is okay to sometimes have these days. Like, I still do. I still sometimes get sad and treat myself to an ice cream or treat myself to a milkshake. And that's okay. Like, Mm -hmm. it's all about balance. It's all about, you know, give your body what it wants when it needs it. I mean, obviously, if this is a continual problem where you're actually suffering from emotional or binge eating disorder, then definitely seek out some external help Mm -hmm. but if this is just like a regular thing because remember everyone goes through this it's okay do not beat yourself up about it if you need a cheat they call it cheat day we don't have cheat days here you just eat when you want to (laughs) eat it's gonna happen and it's okay if it happens but again yeah if it if it starts to become an issue where you need to do this every single day again then you might want to consider talking to somebody for Mm -hmm. some help yeah and i found too like i've struggled with that as well And I found that if I ate really shitty one day, then the whole next day and the day after I would be restricting myself and like torturing myself when I didn't need to. Whereas if I just ate everything in moderation, I always have a sneaky snack every day. I always make sure I have that because that's what makes me happy. I really love food and I celebrate everything with food. I celebrate my body with food. I celebrate no, our life without food would be so sad. Like yeah. how can you not be a foodie? Exactly. Food is so good. I know. So like we love food. So we don't want you to ever think like, oh, if I ate like shit today, I can't eat anything tomorrow and I have to restrict myself. No, if you need to have that day, there's no guilt or shame in that. That's okay. You don't want to rely on it obviously but every once in a while it's great and a little bit every day in moderation there's nothing wrong with that we're getting to our favorite part we're going to talk about nutrition and mental health and just microbiome microbiome vitamins minerals all that good juicy stuff Mm -hmm. we're getting to the good part now so i'm going to just quickly discuss that your brain and your gut you guys didn't know there is a big connection okay Mm -hmm. your brain and your digestive system are physically linked by the vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. They are actually physically related because they are physically connected. If you don't believe me, pull up an anatomy chart. All Mm -hmm. right, people. But the gut and its microbiome also control inflammation and make many different compounds that can affect your brain health. So what does this mean? It means what you eat affects how you feel and and not just your body, your mental state. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So there's a huge connection with your microbiome, which I get very excited about. And there's 
like a, I think it's over a hundred trillion different types of microbiome in your body. What microbiome is, it is a genetic material of microbes. So microbes are things like bacteria, fungi, protozoa, and viruses that live inside the human body. The gut microbiome plays a very important role in your health by controlling your digestion and benefiting your immune system that also affects different aspects of your health. An imbalance of unhealthy and healthy microbiomes uh, in the intestines might contribute to things like weight gain, um, high blood sugar, high cholesterol, and other disorders like that. So going off of that, there are certain foods that you can use to feed your microbiome. One of our favorites are prebiotics and Mm -hmm. probiotics. Mm -hmm. So examples of prebiotics would be garlic, which I freaking love garlic. Garlic Garlic bread is so good. You do or you don't? Love garlic. Oh, you do. Thank God. I was about to say, we're going to have some problems here. Love garlic. (laughs) When when food doesn't have garlic, that's like, I'm like, this is lacking. That's what it's missing. missing. I know. I feel like garlic and onion is such a staple for me that I'm like, Mm, everything mm -hmm. has that in it. But yeah, so onions, like you said, silver. Onions are a prebiotic. Bananas are prebiotic. Kale, avocado. Love avocado. Avocados are prebiotic. And then examples of probiotics are, some of you guys know, kombucha, which Mm -hmm. I love. Love It's healthy soda. Like, how can you not love kombucha? But you do have to be Um, careful with some kombucha because a lot of them contain a lot of sugar. So you really need mm -hmm. to, yeah, yeah, you need to like monitor what is in your kombucha. Yeah, my favorite brand has been the Health Aid, I think. Yeah, I really like kombucha. We love it. But yeah, so probiotics. So kombucha, kefir yogurt, that's Mm -hmm. so good. Mm -hmm. Fermented foods, regular yogurt. So example, like fermented foods like sauerkraut. Kimchi. um, You know, you can make your own kimchi. Mm -hmm. Yes, our favorite kimchi. And you can make this too, which is really great. Um, There's plenty of recipes. So the benefits of taking like pre and pro is just like aid in your digestion. A huge part Mm -hmm. of like women's health too is probiotics. It really helps with your vagina because we're not afraid. We're not afraid. (laughs) I don't said it. I'm not afraid to say vagina. (laughs) We love vaginas. With your vagina. We love vaginas on this podcast. I'm just going to keep saying vagina until like it doesn't make you uncomfortable. But yeah, probiotics are really good for your- I just think it's funny because we never say that word at home. your vagina so yeah like it's really important for your vaginal health honestly like if you struggle especially if you have yeast infections a lot probiotics those are your those are your money or to utis give. yes bitch so a huge thing too for your mental health is vitamin d i did not realize how important it was until actually recently when my therapist told me i need more vitamin d and then so did my chiropractor actually if for healings because it actually really helps with healing so vitamin d is a crucial part of your health not only for your bone health but for proper brain de- development and functioning low Lower levels of vitamin D are also associated with things like depression, seasonal affective disorder, uh, schizophrenia in adults. So where you can get vitamin D is sunlight. So a huge amount of people in Vancouver and Seattle are vitamin D deficient because we mm-hmm. have rain and clouds for most of the time. We're also a huge hotspot for seasonal affective disorder. So sunlight is a huge 
part of vitamin D, but it's not actually the only thing. I think a lot of people forget about this, but you can also get vitamin D in fatty fish. So things like tuna and salmon, you can also find it in egg yolk. So good. Yeah. So if you eat egg, if you're not vegan or anything, and if you can, egg yolks are great. And also fortified foods such as like milk and orange juice. But for me personally, I need a little bit extra and I've actually found a huge benefit of taking vitamin D supplements for my mental health. I can actually notice if I go too long without uh, my vitamin D. Mm -hmm. So our last little tidbit of information is omega-3 fatty acids and the link to depression. Fish oil is a great, great source of omega-3 fatty acids, but don't worry we will talk about some vegan options so if you're vegan Mm -hmm. or you don't want to take fish oil because i know a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. i actually have to pick up some fish oil so i'm glad we're talking about yes fish oil is a great source of omega-3 fatty acids so what does omega-3 fatty acids do for us it is so important for brain function so Mm -hmm. people with depression can tend to have low levels of brain chemicals called icosapentaoic acid and docosahexaenoic acid. And these acids can be abbreviated to make our lives easier (laughs) as EPA and DHA. Um, But these can be found in fish oil. So those who have depression tend to have lower levels of this, which Mm -hmm. dietitians highly encourage that if you have depression, that you take something that contains omega-3 fatty acids, because chances are you might have low levels. Now, of course, Mm -hmm. of course, of course, with all this being said, go see a nutritionist if you're curious about your levels. We're not telling you to go take a thousand supplements and only eat probiotics. We're not telling you Mm -hmm. that at all. But as promised, our vegan options mm-hmm. for omega-3 fatty acids, walnuts, flax seeds, and pumpkin seeds. Mm-hmm. And then you can also get it an oil form, which is an easier way to consume it. Or you can have eggs, salmon, cod liver, algae, algae oil. Yeah. So yeah, all in all, like that was a lot of information. Like, take what you will from this podcast. If you didn't know any of this, like, we're super excited to teach you. But basically, the most important thing and the thing we want you to take away from this episode is that you should eat based off of your mental well-being. So eat for your health, eat for your mental well-being. We're not talking about sizes. We're not talking about weight. We're not talking about anything like that. Of course, grain of salt, if you do have some dietary restrictions based off of your health, don't be like... I'm going to eat this whole cake because it's for my mental health. That's not what we're saying. We're saying whatever works for you and what is best for you and your body, do that. But don't ever have guilt. Don't ever not eat something because of shame. Just do what's best for your mental health and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. So we really hope you enjoyed this episode. We know it's very information heavy, but we just hope it goes to show that you know, food can really impact how you feel and it is mental health awareness month. So if you are feeling down, it could highly be likely just due to what you're eating or due to vitamin deficiencies. Definitely. Again, we highly suggest that you go see a professional if you are curious, Mm -hmm. but this episode was just really to just highlight the importance of food and consuming food and having a good balance in your life. Mm-hmm. As always, we are open and welcome to suggestions. We love getting comments. Leave us a testimonial in our DM so we can feature you on Testimonial Tuesday. And yes, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Matcha Mondays Podcast. We're super active on there. 
Um, if you want to follow Mira, she's at Mira Kiara on her Instagram and YouTube channel. If you want to find me, I'm at Silver Rumor Gallery. It's my sustainable art business. You can check us out. I also forgot to mention we have our Matcha Mondays podcast TikTok now. And pretty much everything that you see on Instagram is on TikTok, but it usually comes out a little bit earlier. So if you want the scoop, sneak peeks. the sneak peeks, then head over to our TikTok. It's just Matcha Mondays podcast at TikTok. As we mentioned earlier, we will be posting some important resources on our stories and we're going to put it in a highlight. I think we're going to put it under fundraisers, you said? Yes. Yes. So it'll be there for you guys to check out. And we're just going to put anything we believe and we have done our research in to support some charities or just ways, ways and places where you can get more just information. Just spread awareness. Yeah. Everything. We hope you guys are so well. So that said. Have a great Matcha Monday. Have a great Matcha Monday. Thanks for listening.